believe we all have a big self and pursuing it is holy work. We also believe that most of us let fear persuade us not to pay attention to it. On episodes when Shelly and I don't have a guest, once or twice a week, we like to bring you a big idea wrapped in a sample size package. We call these our micro episodes that you can listen to on your way to the grocery store or running an errand. Why? Because the big journeys are made of thousands of tiny steps. Welcome to the Big Self Show. I'm your host, Chad Prevost. Hey there, everyone. I'm your host, Shelly Prevost. It's really good to be with you all again this morning. Hope everybody's doing great out there. Yeah, and we are talking about something really practical today. Literally, how to practice controlling impulsive behaviors. We all have them. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they and they can keep us stuck, Shelly. They can keep us. Um, honestly, so basically I'm just going to cut right to the chase here with, they're not necessarily addictions. Let's just, let's keep it loose, right? Let's say they can be just pattern, habitual patterns, fixations, uh, things that we find ourselves just habits that we find ourselves falling into. Let's put it that way. And, uh, and I'm just thinking of like the way that I can, it mindlessly do do something and here's the t- here's the key it's like i feel like i'm free because i give myself permission to do the behavior but over time what i'm really finding myself is a lack of control a lack of command a lack of actually being able to deny myself the habitual pattern that I'm doing so that ironically, paradoxically, I become somewhat or maybe very enslaved mm-hmm. to the pattern or behavior. Yeah. Um, and if I may just kind of back us up for a minute, because I, I want to launch into this discussion around impulsive, compulsive behavior, um, but it's often like a reactionary behavior or... Um, a symptom of something else. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. We talk a lot about self-leadership with our clients and our business, everything, you know, we teach and train on. So this idea, you know, most of us, the vast majority of us are kind of walking through life, reacting to the stimuli around us. Um, And then we get into this kind of sleepwalking numbing behavior to deal with it. And that's really what we're talking about. This impulsive behavior becomes almost this unconscious response or reaction to the stimuli around us. And so what we talk about a lot is the there's a moment between the stimulus and the response where you have a choice and you really do have to untangle the the habits uh, and really do the practice of understanding why I am compelled to do this thing that I really don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And there is, there's a lot of habit around that. There's a lot of, you know, the neural pathways are, are formed deeply around certain habits. And so we mystify ourselves, but there is a way to take back power. Right. And, and so we have in this episode, 
we have formulated part one of our practices, one of our tools. A lot of people ask for, well, how do I practice something? What do I practice? I really want to do it. How do I do it? And this episode has a one, two, three. And we know empirically it works, but also you have to practice. Right. This is not something that you can think your way into a new habit. Um, This is something that we're going to give you a little step, a few steps today, but then you're going to have to leave, go through your day, think about the impulsive thing you'd like to change. You know, for a long time for me, it was the impulse to um, to drink, to numb myself out. Yeah. I think it was this compulsive overwork behavior, That's which was example. just never, ever, ever, ever getting done <laughs> with my work or my to-do list. It was this rationalization of just one more thing, one more thing. I need to do one more th- And it never ends. Yeah. So I think these are the things we want you to be thinking about. What is your impulse that you would like to change and hold that as you as you walk, listen to what we're going to teach you today. And unless you are one very in control amazingly gifted person, uh, then you probably have something. Right. (laughs) More than one thing. Need to work on so and and for the sake of this practice that we're getting right to uh, there is, you know, I would actually recommend starting with something relatively small with this practice yeah. and not something big. So maybe there's a big thing like uh, I remember, you know, when I was just drinking every single night and maybe not a lot, but I felt and that that to me can be a nice big example But we can talk about examples such as maybe smaller ones like checking your email 60 times a day. Checking your phone. Or the texting and checking your phone. So, you know, or it could be like just impulsively going to Facebook perhaps or something like that. Those could be maybe smaller ways to practice this rather than gambling, you know, or or just overeating or something like of a big, but it works for these things too. Two, so yeah. pretty pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so tell us what this what this practice is. I I love the name of it, the Blue Fire Practice. I think this is really good. You want to? Yeah, that's it's one of our methods. It's just what we happen to have named um, the way that you can create this imagery in, in within. Mm-hmm. Um, that emanates real uh, energy and power. So here's the thing. When you give in really certainly to big things, but possibly even to like small things like this, what's happening is your, your good energy is being stolen from you. Your good energy, the things that you, the possibilities that you could do, your life force, your your energy is, is being slowly taken away or distracted from for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. And so this is a way to take back owner, ownership of your, it's actually leads to freedom. So here, before we get to the one, two, three, 
You know, I do want to suggest that there is almost like a little bit of a pre-step. Perhaps you're in pre-step mode right now by listening to this very episode, but and it's it's similar to episodes we've done on the idea of radical responsibility, certainly this idea of having a beginner growth mindset. And it's basically become curious about the possibility of your automatic habits and patterns. Mm-hmm. So don't judge them. In fact, if you if you might just want to be here for a while before you do this one, two, three practice, this may be where you need to be for a week or weeks. Yeah. There's- just, I was going to say just getting curious and paying a little bit more attention in a non-judgmental way. Yeah. Do you have an example of that? Well, I'm just thinking of the stages of change. Mm. And there's pre-contemplation, there's contemplation, and then you move into action, right? So there's two stages of this like five-stage process that are just thinking about changing. So there really is merit to this curiosity stage. And really, and I think for a lot of people, for me, uh, a lot of folks we work with, it's around like, why do I do what I, I don't yeah. want to do that. Why do I keep doing that? Yes, exactly. That's when you know you're in the curiosity stage. And I think what we're talking about is self-mastery. Mm-hmm, so I think mm-hmm. this this idea of when you've identified something you're doing, you don't want to do or opposite, you're not doing that you do want to do, that is the... That's the that's a really good place to be because that means you're ready. <clears throat> excuse me, you're ready to master it. You're ready to step into the power, which ultimately is your freedom from the thing that is controlling you. And you have to put your reps in. You have to do the work to begin practicing self mastery. And that is really, you know, when we talk about the second half of life, that's it. You grow yourself up. You master yourself. You master your habits, your thoughts, your emotions, and you take back power. And so ultimately, that's what we're talking about. Do you want to share the quote? Well, I I do. And I also want to share, this reminds me, when you just said growing yourself up, in a way, when we allow ourselves this freedom to do what we think we want to do, and then we deny ourselves that, it does feel, it goes all the way back to think of, when you were told you couldn't have a cookie as a kid or just something very tangible. When you're denied it, it just, it's so frustrating, right? It's disempowering and you want nothing more. You fixate on the thing that you can't have. What you resist persists. Oh, yes. There, there, that's a killer quote right there. I think that's from Jung. The, the, the quote you're talking about that we wanted to share for this episode is from Lao Tzu. And it's simply this. He who conquers others is strong, but he who conquers himself is mighty. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this, yeah. too, because I've, I've been thinking a lot about this lately, you know, kind of. The rea- this, this lived experience of folks that we work with in burnout who can look in their lives, they look in their work, mm-hmm. they look at the environment they're in, and it's true. It's stressful, right? I think that, that yeah. there's, there is justification, and we look for justification to 
justify the impulsive behaviors, the compulsive. Well, look at what's happening around me. Of course I want to drink. Of course I want to veg out and watch Netflix. Of course I have to check my emails all the time. My boss expects it. It's like we we go out there and we look for ways to justify the behavior that we say we don't want. Uh Uh-huh. And so what we're suggesting and what we believe... Is, and again, it's not easy. I'm not saying this is easy work, but, it, right. but if you want to change something, it is possible and it does take a practice. Um, and so what we're offering today is a beginning point mm-hmm. to the practice. Very nice. Very well, well said. Let's say this. Remember the episode, a couple of, of episodes back from Rayute? Schwartz Hebron, the our neuroscientist, and she was talking about how you really can. The great news here is that you really can at any age, at any stage of life, you can repattern and create. I mean, the brain, it, it's proven you can create these new neural pathways. We're not going to nerd out on that, but the truth of the matter is that this can be done even if it's a chemically based addictive behavior we're talking about. It's just maybe a little more harder when, when that's in play as well. So yeah, there's, we're, we're talking about psychological addictions, you know, the, those behavioral patterns. Um, but then again, you know, chemical addiction, I think there's probably, it's a bit more work. There's probably a couple other steps that happened that have to happen in that, but it's basically the same process. Here's some like tips for practicing the blue, the big self blue fire practice. It is to remember to start small. So also to remember that it's not going to work every time that it will, but even if it like worked some of the time, uh, half of the time, that would be better than it not working at all, right? And uh, also, again, to consider it practice. So when you think of something, the very first time you ever do something, whether it's trying to practice the piano, going for a run, I don't know, like crossfitting, we're not very good at it the first time. So this is a practice. It takes consistency. It takes the will and desire to practice. And it does get easier and you get better at doing it over time. Yeah, I also, I think we we unconsciously get into compulsive behaviors in an attempt to avoid something. Mm. And so what this practice does is it asks you to pay attention to your inner experience that you might be avoiding. And oftentimes it is a void. It's kind of that inner hollow feeling of like, I need to go outside of myself to do something, again, compulsively, to feel better about this inner hole, this inner void, this inner thing in me. And so this is going to give you a little bit of a, of a cue, a practice to not do that, <laughs> to go into your inner experience a little bit. Absolutely. Very, very well said about that emptiness that we all feel unconsciously. All right. So step one, I invite you to close your eyes to practice this unless you're driving. 
Um, but just find a moment where you can really, you want to go, but overall what you want to do is you want to be able to go inside. And as Shelly just said, there is this, there is a feeling of emptiness that we have. And what you're going to do is you are going, the process here is you're going to fill yourself up with energy that you do have and is there. Mm. So step one, whether you're closing your eyes or not, is to imagine the thing you resist that you don't want to do. And just in the external environment, imagine yourself going through the process. And if it's small and it's like email, incessant email checking, then you're imagining yourself ready to just go and check that email again impulsively without thinking about it. If it's a, or whatever it is, big or small, if it's big and it's like you're drinking every night and you know, you don't want to do it, but you keep doing it or something like that. Imagine in the, imagine yourself, imagine the external environment and how you do this. And now for step two, imagine the ability to be able to do what you want to do is not available to you. You can literally tell yourself, no, I can't have it. It's just not here. How would you reorient yourself if the thing you wanted to do just simply wasn't available to do? In this step of two here, go inside, go into your interior world and imagine a void a vast emptiness, some kind of, you can imagine an interior landscape, but really imagine it and let yourself feel how it feels to be here. Now for step three, this is where you begin to feel a blue fire. Imagine a blue fire lifting up out of the darkness of this interior landscape. It starts within your chest as a little flame. And think of the warmth of that blue flame. And as you're controlling your breathing and you're really focusing on this blue flame, this is your life energy. It also is your shared connection to everyone else who needs the source of this flame. It is shared, as Carl Jung talked about, there is a collective unconsciousness, consciousness. You are not alone. And here you are right now. You're getting warmed by this flame. You are connected. You are connected to source, to this source of your energy. Let this blue flame just warm you and let it fill you up where you were feeling this, this emptiness. And let yourself feel how it feels replacing the emptiness inside you. And maybe, maybe the small flame is enough to satisfy you or, or maybe it isn't even close. You have the power to make this flame bigger within you. 
this flame can become huge. It can become a little, a little fire, more than a flame, just a nice little fire warming you. And keep your focus on the flame and keep your focus on how it feels. And remind yourself that the blue flame is here to protect you, actually. It's, it's to protect your energy, to keep you free and on the path toward your life goals or your dreams, your ambitions, the blue flame can become this great ball of terrific light and heat if you need it to. Just imagine it filling your heart. It could become a giant sun. It is real, it is powerful, and it is giving you what you need. So stay with it. Stay with this. And that is the practice. And it is a practice that you will get better at. And we've made it simple. It's a one, two, three. Remember to start small. It might not work every time. And like anything that you practice, it will feel a little strange at first. But I am telling you that this works. There's a lot of research that bears it out. There are many practitioners who have been doing this for decades. We work with it. It definitely is a way to begin to, instead of just resisting and fighting through and then being like, wow, well, I didn't check my emails for a couple of times. I'm going to reward myself now and go check my emails as much as I want. <laughs> it's not like that. You haven't like, it's not like the dry drunk who hasn't drunk, drank, but is still got all of the tendencies that make him or her want to drink. I think this is the power of healing yourself. You know, the, mm-hmm. what we're talking about is that, <clears throat> as I mentioned, the compulsion to look outside of yourself for your answers or look outside of yourself to blame. Um, and, and this is a way to go inside. It gives you a, a very practical practice to do that. If you resist it, that's okay too. Inquire yeah. into that. Okay, what am I right. resisting about this? What in, in my experience... Or what about the story I'm building around this? Do I believe I need to hang on to? And maybe right. it just feels fragile. Or maybe it feels, um, I don't know, like what, what would I believe? What would I expect What if I let go of this behavior? And so that's, that's a great place to start too. Well, and I have to say that the very first time I was introduced to this idea and ideas like this, I thought it was a crock. I, I didn't like, I didn't. Oh, I, I remember. I totally resisted <laughs> it. So uh, I just know that it works. Right. And I, here are the takeaways of what this practice leads to, uh, because I want this to be clear and I want this to you to know what you stand to gain by practicing this practice, freedom, confidence and leadership. So what do we mean by that? Freedom, I've been talking about the whole episode, is the self-restraint paradoxically sets you free. 
And then confidence, because when you actually follow through on commitments that you make to yourself, you develop confidence in all other areas of life. And the leadership is your ability to have impact on others from your family to your coworkers to the world at large. You, you now have more ability to do that when you can, as that Lao Tzu quote went, have control. You are mighty when you are in control of yourself. Yeah. So we hope this practice is helpful. If you do use it, let us know. Let us know how it goes. And if uh, if we can be of more help, please, you know, the, the big place to find us engaging more and more with folks is in our Facebook group. And you can go to Facebook, search for Burnout to Big Self. That's our, the name of our Facebook group. Um, it is forming now. We've got uh, people joining every day, lots of um, resources, conversations, and just a lot of people like us, uh, like you, who are doing this work, doing it imperfectly, but doing it nonetheless. And so we'd love to have you join our group and let us know how this uh, practice works for you. Yeah, we'll put that link in the show notes. And of course, you know where to find us at BigSelfSchool.com. If you'd like to reach out, I am Chad at BigSelfSchool.com. And Shelly is Shelly at BigSelfSchool.com. So let us know if you need anything from us. Check out our coaching and workshop services. And we will see you on our next episode. Have a great day.